Hi, welcome to C Squared, reviews beyond the speed of light. Hello, welcome to C Squared. I'm Christopher. And I'm Karma. And we're coming to you from <laughs> the lobby of the Four Points Sheraton in downtown San Jose, just a block from the Civic Center where we've just been attending WorldCon 76, the 2018 science fiction convention, World. World Science Fiction Convention. This is the big one. There are lots of small conventions and lots of local ones, but this is the big one, travels around the world, and we got to go this year. Yeah. Karma, how do we want to start off? Well, let's just give a, a little bit of background here. So I went to my first Worldcon 12 years ago, and I loved it. It was back then, it was in Anaheim. That was the year it was in Anaheim. I think the next year went to Japan. And this year, because they always happen around my birthday, I thought, hey, Worldcon's in San Jose, let's go. And it's Christopher's first Worldcon. So Christopher, what did you think of your very first Worldcon? To be honest, my head's still spinning. I'm pretty much a convention veteran. I've been to three or four Star Trek conventions. I've been to every Doctor Who Gallifrey One convention since 2010, so eight years of that. And I've been to numerous comic book conventions, but this is the first time I've been to Worldcon. And it really is kind of overwhelming. There's so much to do and so much to see and so much to, to participate in. And no matter what you're doing, you kind of feel guilty because there's 10 other things going on at the exact same time. It was uh, pretty amazing. And even at that, we didn't see any of the big stuff. We didn't yeah. go to the concert on Friday night, we didn't go to the masquerade on Saturday night, and we didn't attend the Hugo Awards on Sunday night, and still, I felt like the days were just packed full. Indeed, and, and the way you look at Worldcon is you take your regular science fiction convention and you put it on steroids. Because not only are they doing what they would normally do, they add on all this, lots of authors. In fact, today, I got to shake Gregory Benford's hand because we went to see Bonesaw today. You, you saw that episode, or we'll see that episode. And Gregory Benford was in the audience. And since he knew the director, they brought him up and had him talk. And I went up to him and I said, can I shake your hand? Gregory Benford. Ah! Just being here with all these titans of science fiction, you hear amazing stories. Like somebody asked Gregory Benford, so did, did you meet Chesley Bonestall? And he said, oh, yes, he did. I met him. And they said, well, how did you happen to meet him? And he said, well, you know, back when I was doing my postdoc work with Edward Teller, inventor of the A-bomb, Robert Heinlein said, hey, let's go meet Chesley Bonestell. <laughs> so this is not the kind of life most of us lead. Um, but it's just amazing, amazing stuff. We're going to put notes down below of the things that we did. This was a several days. It started on Thursday and ended and on it Monday. It actually started on Wednesday. We got here Thursday. Our first day was Thursday. Well, the official opening ceremonies was That's on true. Thursday, That's although true. they were having events before the opening ceremonies. So if you're ever going to Worldcon, go early because they start early and they give you this this thick, literally this thick, oh, much thicker. of a um, oh, the official program. The official program that kind of is, is their pocket guide yeah, that tells you about the pocket guide is like this, so just so you know what's going on every day. It's really something. And there's usually like 20 different panels going on at the same time, so we can only tell you about what we went to. Right. And so let's start with our favorite. Well, before we do that, one thing I will mention. Uh, as we've noted on previous episodes, Karma is much more a literary science fiction person. 
I've dabbled in it a tiny bit, but I'm much more comics and movies and TV. And one thing I was really surprised about Worldcon is there was really very little about media, television, movies, uh, with the exception of the two things we've mentioned. I guess they showed a couple of short films, but they weren't showing episodes of Star Trek or the Star Wars movies or what have you. And there weren't really very many panels about those things either. So it was much more focused on literary science fiction. Heinlein, Clark, Asimov, and Turtle people Dove. much later. And yes, we saw a panel with Harry Turtledove. And so it's far more focused on written science fiction, which kind of made me nervous at first. But as it turned out, I found that there was plenty there to listen to, to be interested in, and it was really, really very educational. And for the most part, we went to the same panels together, but there was one moment where we split up. I went to a Babylon 5 panel, and you went to a Perry Rodin. Yes, yes. immediately after I finished saying, of course, that there's no panels about media, <laughs> she says that she went to a Babylon 5 panel, but that was about the only one yeah. in the whole convention that we saw. There might have been one about writing what it's like to write for the Star Wars franchise or something. But yes, it was mostly mostly literary. One of the things that I thought was interesting is I kept getting complimented on the t-shirts I wore. The first day I wore my Doc Savage t-shirt and we attended a panel on the pulp magazines and I must have had half a dozen people come up and engage me about that and they told me about a Doc Savage convention and all, all, all very friendly, interesting people. And then today I'm wearing a shirt with a picture of Forrest J. Ackerman on it because where else could you wear a shirt with a picture of Forrest J. Ackerman and have anybody even know what it is, let alone compliment you on it? But I got positive comments on that too. And just in case you may be wondering who Forrest J. Ackerman is, because you may um, not be. That is true. He's the most famous fan yes. of science fiction but he's more than that because he's been an editor and he's he was he's been involved in fandom and science fiction probably since almost the beginning almost the beginning yes he was he was one of the people in uh, first fandom which means that he was a science fiction fan and i have to repurpose this for our blog i i met him at the end of his life i visited him at his home uh, mr ackerman and he collected props from all the great old science fiction movies and horror movies he was a literary agent for many professional science fiction writers he wrote prolifically himself he had cameos in over 200 science fiction and horror movies he was the first cosplayer at the first world science fiction convention in 1939 he came in costume so he's really uh, the titan of the fans um but yes he's not really well known to everybody today and Certainly not to anybody who's not a science fiction fan. You wouldn't know who he was. Yes, so I, I wear a shirt with a picture of Forey on it, and people are like, oh, that's what an awesome shirt, which would not happen anywhere else on Earth, I guarantee it. Exactly. So my favorite panel, let's talk yes. about my favorite panel was the Babylon 5. I really enjoyed it. Apparently there's this movement going on trying to get Babylon 5 back on TV, the old episodes, so that people can new people can discover this wonderful TV show, which I personally feel is like the best science fiction that ever happened on television. It's excellently written. One thing I used to say when it was actually live is that you can watch Star Trek and fold your laundry and you won't miss much. But if you <laughs> blink, 
at the wrong moment while watching Babylon 5, you'll be completely lost because it is a very densely written show. And Straczynski, who created it, really did have a five-year arc. And it, so there, each episode had its own piece of that arc while also having its own individual story. And in the panel, I learned a little bit about some possible future and as well as some behind the scenes. Uh, while Carmel was attending the Babylon 5 panel, I was attending a panel on Perry Rodan. That's not a name that's well known to most Americans, but it's a huge science fiction franchise in Germany. It's been running every single week. A new magazine has been published every week since 1961. They've never missed one. And it is the gigantic science fiction franchise in Germany and the other German-speaking countries. And we had one of the writers from Germany, who was fluent in English, here doing the presentation on it. And he gave us sort of a history of the magazine and a history of what happens in it and the characters and how things have changed and sort of like that. There were some English translations of Perry Rodin done in the 70s by Forrest J. Ackerman, <laughs> but they, they didn't last real long. They only got up to about 100, and it's not something that many, many Americans know about. And even in the panel, I don't think there were more than 15 people in the audience and most of them, even though they were Americans, seemed like they were also fluent in German and read these in the original German because they were talking about how, how bad Forey's translations were. <laughs> Other thoughts about Worldcon, how friendly everybody is. It's sort of a trope that you hear that, oh gosh, fans are the most wonderful people in the world and they're always so friendly to everybody. Well, I don't think that's always true all the time, but certainly everybody we encountered here was very friendly and very kind and very helpful and very honest. If you engage them, because, because you know, I think a lot of science fiction fans are introverted, so we're not, <laughs> we're not gonna like go and talk. But if you strike up a conversation, they'll, they'll strike up a conversation. And why you mentioned honesty is because I put my phone down and walked away. And like, what, half an hour later, realized I didn't have my phone in my hand. And I like panicked because my life is in my phone. And we went to the lost and found and it was there. And everything that was had been in the phone case was there. It was perfectly, all, it was- All the money was still there. So yes, people are honest to a fault here. Right. Um, very, very decent people. Other highlights. We Shopping. Had, yes, we could. We we, could, we we probably ought to talk about all the different panels we went to and all that because that's the real reason you go is to to engage with panels and learn interesting stuff. But of course, the dealer's room always has a strong appeal, and uh, we made the mistake of finding a place that sold paperbacks for a dollar, and <laughs> so now we're loaded up with more paperbacks that we may never read. There is that, and there were several panels that we would like would go to, and then we'd leave. And I just want to say this because this is I go to science fiction conventions because I love science fiction and you know what I grew up loving science fiction and it just annoys the crap out of me when people are going oh you know when I read this science fiction story I didn't see people like me and I'm like yo white chick I didn't see anybody like me either well you <laughs> Especially since you grew up watching Starman and Ultraman, in which the heroes were all Asian, Japanese. A Asian men. So, yeah, there definitely wasn't anybody who looked like you. 
Yeah. And how do, what did I do? I just put myself in the story. <laughs> I used to play games that I was inside Starman and everything. And now, that said, I understand we do need to have fiction that's more diverse, and that's great. But sitting around and whining about the past accomplishes nothing. Whine, 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 whine. Change it. So I guess, uh, overview. You might find a lot of panels that are not to your liking. That said, still go. I mean, if nothing, it's like there's the dealer's room, and you get to meet authors, and there are interesting panels that just talk about the content, which is wonderful. We, we had an amazing experience. Um, one of the people on the Pulp Magazine panel, I struck up a conversation with him, and he's an academic, and he's published some of his work on Dimont novels and pulps in an academic forum. And as we walked from where the panel was to... Authors Alley, where the, the the writers sell their books and give autographs, we had this fascinating discussion about the creator and chief writer of Doc Savage back in the 1930s, who this guy has studied extensively, and he's been to his hometown, and he's been to the guy's home that he lived in, and it was just a wonderful, delightful conversation that you'd never have anywhere else. It was just amazing, and we kept having these interesting conversations with all the people that we'd meet here. Otherwise, it's, it's not really any different from other conventions. It's just on a much bigger scale. So the art show has just fantastic art. The costume display of cosplayers is unbelievable. You look at some of, this, some of the work people put into these, and you can hardly believe that you wonder why these people aren't working for Hollywood. We saw this one costume which someone made that was from, it was what the master wore in the American Doctor Who right, movie. The, the eighth Doctor movie, yes. And it was probably more detailed than the one that was used in the show. Yeah. Yeah. We're leaving out so much. They had a represent, the, the, the guest of honor at this convention was Spider Robinson, author of the Callahan's Cross Time Saloon and its spinoffs. And so they had a little faux Callahan's set up where you could sit and have a drink. They had a fanzine lounge and panels about fanzines with, with the discussion about, well, are blogs fanzines or do they have to be on paper? It was an amazing experience for me. As I say, I've been to many other conventions, but they've always been much more narrowly defined. This one was just really incredible. I'm bombarded with information and really interesting. And yes, if you ever have a chance to go to a Worldcon, by all means go. Be sure you get plenty of rest. If you can afford to, stay in the hotel by the convention right next to it. We were only a block away, but the walk back and forth got a little inconvenient. Be aware that you're going to be spending a lot of money for food. Um, and of course, every dollar spent on food is a dollar you don't have to buy a paperback. And there is something for everything. I'm, I mean, there, there are panels on filking, which mm. is folk, science fiction, fan music. There were workshops on how to dance, various yes. dances. There were workshops on knitting and quilting and, and art oh, and costuming. Whole, there, yeah, there's a whole track on cosplay. There was a simulated bridge from Star Trek where you could go in and pretend you're the helmsman or, or whatever. And, and many of these are things that we did not get a chance to do, but even so, uh, it was an amazing time. And there is a con suite. A lot of these conventions have a con suite. And, and we actually got some fairly 
some good meals, but never count on the con suite to feed you there. Even though it's part of it's part of your membership, that you, but they don't always have food there. They they run out as people <laughs> so. It's there for you. It's free food. It'll get you by, but definitely have a food budget. <laughs> the last thing we talk about is really the first thing we experienced, which was oh. the retro Hugos. Now, the Hugo Award is given out every year. It's the, it's the top science fiction award, and it's given for original writing. It's given for television programming. It's given for movies. It's given for all, all the creative process in science fiction. But during the earliest years i don't think the hugo was invented until 1959 or something no, so it was before it was actually before but during world war ii they didn't have any conventions and therefore didn't give out any hugos so they have started doing what they call the retro hugos where peop they put all the authors all the stories that would have been new back then and films that would have been new in, the, I think this year was 1942, yeah. was this year. And people, if you're interested, you can vote on whether you thought this story by Asimov or this story by A.E. Van Vogt should deserve the Hugo. And then they give out a, a posthumous Hugo for all these, all these things. And the, the actual ceremony itself was interesting. It was a mixture of giving out the awards, a script that they had about two scientists from 1940 who had invented a ra radio that picked up sounds from the future. And then in between, they broke it up with some dance music and the audience could go out and dance. So it was an interesting experience. Certainly, it was immensely entertaining and what a great way to kick off the convention. And just talking about it, kind of what a great way to end our podcast today. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. If you have a chance to go to Worldcon, go. It is an experience worth experiencing. It's an experience you'll never forget, and you'll enjoy it. That's all for now. See you next time. And be sure to like us on YouTube and comment below, and stay tuned for the next episode. Oh, and if you are listening, please stop by the blog and watch the video version. We always add in fun stuff. Hi, and welcome to C-Squared, <laughs> reviews beyond the speed of light. I was writing my face to me. Karma was wiping her face. Television is excellent. 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 Excellent.